much into the contest. It's Friday the 23rd of April. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert and I'm joined by Shane Lee. Shane, how are you, my friend? Look, I'm great, mate. I'm looking forward to this weekend. In particular, I'm looking forward to Anzac Day, mate. It's a very, very special day and I... I'm uh, a little bit emotional at the moment. I just watched a fantastic uh, a piece on TV about a 102-year-old veteran from World War II, Bert, who who's still walking and raising money. It's a it's a special day, and and the kids and all of us should really appreciate what these veterans have done for us. Oh, absolutely! And the way that it's been transformed to sport, you see the way the the NRL do it, the way the AFL do it. It's quite exceptional. It really is. I'm also pretty excited about something not quite so important, but pretty special to us. The Spartan Rugby League ball, which is signed by the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, goes off today. We will find a winner in today show also Queensland comedian Shad Wicker talking NRL and the president of the Illawarra Hawks Dory Kadahi joins us to chat NBL Shane, this Penrith side, they are phenomenal. They really are good. I know they felt the last hurdle last year, but 22 regular wins on the trot, that, that's just amazing. They are a very, very strong team, mate. And, uh, but all around the paddock, mate, the, the forwards are good, the backs are good. Um, it, it'll come down to um, whether they win this year or not, whether Cleary can get over that last hurdle. As we saw, unfortunately, last year, that they, they missed the last hurdle in the grand final, but um, and he had a bit of a hiccup too in State of Origin. But fingers crossed, they are a very, very good football team, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm starting to think it may be the same as last year, a Melbourne uh, Penrith grand final. We could be getting ahead of ourselves, injury and suspension and anything can happen. Sure. But boy, oh boy, the way that Melbourne played last week to beat the Roosters was very impressive. Now, what about the world of golf? They play for $7 million a week. There's all sorts of noughts on the end of what good golfers do they they get paid extremely well i know it's difficult you need to be a really good player to be up the top but now there's another 50 million that the pga's uh, gonna hand out to those that publicize the game away from the course so obviously you've got these guys that are bending the needle on the course by playing well and they're going to um, reward those that are getting out there on social and publicizing and getting good good stuff for the game uh, in the media but very, very smart from the PGA. You find this in all sports. And I remember when my brother Brett Lee was in the Australian team, uh, I think Cricket Australia had only 500,000 social media followers and Brett had 10 million. So all respect to my brother, uh, the lunatics are running the asylum. So it's a really smart way from the PGA to get bigger followers and get engagement from the players to, to drive the game of golf. Really smart. I know. We always love it when Brett gives us a retweet. We certainly get a few more yeah. followers. <laughs> we have to get him back on the show. Now, of course, uh, our latest giveaway has been the Spartan signed rugby league ball by the Bulldogs. And the doggies. Yeah, and we have a winner, and he's on the line, hopefully, right now. Mr. Hus Habib, how are you? G'day, guys. How are you? Us, congratulations, mate. You're a bit, are you a doggies man? You must be. Unfortunately, I am, guys. Unfortunately, I am. <laughs> well, I think there's better things to come for you, Huss. Look, you've won the ball here. We're, we thank you for listening to Afternoon Sport and make sure you tell all your friends. But with Matt Burton, the way he played for Penrith last night, you've got the Fox coming, some good players, and I think they're going to look for a couple of front rowers. I reckon there's better days for the doggies. Well done today. Congratulations on winning the ball. 
Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Maybe we can come down to the paddock and have a kick. Maybe we'll do. We'll, we'll put a few torpies up for you to catch us. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way. That's the way. <laughs> Good on you, Huss. Thanks, mate. Take care, buddy. Look after that ball. Go the doggy. Thanks, Huss. Thanks, guys. Coming up on Afternoon Sport. This guy is one of the funniest in the country, and he loves his sport. Shad Wicker. Fridays mean Shad Wicker time. Shad, of course, uh, one of the leading comedians in this country, based in Queensland. Shad, what did you think of uh, the Panthers last night? Uh, mate, I mean, we've spoken about this before. I've I've predicted them. It's not a hard one to say that they're at the top of the table. And I think the Knights have now got to be grouped into my group of teams where it doesn't matter if you beat them. Oh, you're a tough marker. Uh, we were talking earlier for, mate. Do you think uh, Nathan Cleary, the big question around him, will he be able to stand up when the pressure's really on? What do you think? I reckon Origin's going to be a test for that, though, isn't it? Because yeah. he's a shoe in to be the halfback uh, for New South Wales. And obviously, you blokes didn't do well against the worst Queensland team ever, I believe it was labelled. Um, so, I mean, that'll be the true test, I feel. But I'm not going to lie, there is a sneaky suspicion of mine that this Panthers team is running so well that they will fall in those last few games. I know that sucks for Panthers fans, but I yeah. think it's maybe the cynic in me thinks that they're going to drop... I'll make a prediction right now, and this will be fascinating to see if this comes off. Panthers will lose to the Rabbitohs. Okay, well, we've got that taped, and we've got that taped, and you're on every Friday, so there's going to be some time where that will come to fruition. Or not. The Rabbitohs this weekend, that's going to look real bad. Yes. Look, it was quite ironic that you said that uh, someone said, and it certainly wasn't me, that it was the worst Queensland team. The individual that actually said that was Paul Gallen. What did you think of the fight the other night? You and Shane are massive fans of Paul. Mate, I, t- I tell you, you know what? I'll be hard pressed because there was another big fight that was on the weekend. I know you guys love your YouTubers, um, but I don't know if you guys heard of the Jake Paul yes. fight. Oh, yeah, Van and I've got to say, I had about as much interest in the Paul Gallon fight as the Jake Paul fight. But here's, here's one I want to put to you. Jake Paul fights Paul Gallon. Who do you want Ooh. to win that fight of two of the biggest rat bags in history? Yeah, I won't be, I won't be spending 60 bucks on that one, that's for sure. <laughs> Even if Snoop Dogg commentated? <laughs> why, why, why don't you guys like him? See, I, I quite like Paul Gallon. I see no problem with him. Really? I mean, I've, I could keep going for days. But one, obviously, yeah. the Queenslander in me just can't like him at all. His arrogance. And not to mention, we seem to forget that this guy presided over one of the worst eras of New South Wales origin. Yet you guys talk about him like he is this godsend sent from above to be like the best football player ever. He couldn't even win. He had to win the last one, which was a slight slip up on our behalf. But... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's praised so much and I'm like, but he's done, in my view, so little. Yes. Well, that, that's where I'm coming from. The, the man of state of orange, he lost as captain. And, and Ian Healy used to say, Ian Healy, the cricketer, was used to be part of the um, the origin camp for the Queenslanders. And they used to talk about pumping up Gallon prior to every state of origin so he would run the ball and not pass it. So he'd get the most yards and Queensland would win. There was this. I've got an idea for a fight. I reckon that I reckon Paul Gallen takes on a tag team <laughs> combination of former Blues captain Shane Lee and, Shad and Shane. The, the great comedian Shad Wicker. That would be that would be great. That'd be almost like World Championship wrestling from the old days. I don't yeah. mind that.
To be honest, I've been watching a lot of wrestling lately. Give me a chair. I reckon I'm in with a chance. Shad and Shane show. Yeah, we'll bring on yeah. Andre the Giant. Now, you, now you want to see you want to see more <laughs> celebrations. I mean, we saw all those uh, try scoring celebrations a number of years ago, where they were doing the temp in bowling and all the players would fall over. But you want to see more celebration? Tell us. I, I miss that, you know, because I'm not only my league fan. I'm a big NFL fan. Like I'm a massive Dallas Cowboys uh, fan, and I, I don't know what it is about sport at the moment, but we've taken a lot of. That kind of, I love the bit of arrogance you get when people have scored, they've got one over the other team, and they take that moment to just go absolutely nuts. NRL has been boring for so many years when it's just let's all just hug and jump on each other. I mean, last night with the Panthers, it was like 13 blokes jumping on a winger because he scored a try. I'm like, you can do something creative here. I I don't know why there's so much flack at the moment. Like, do you guys know why? Why did we change to hating people for celebrating their tries? What happened to the backflips, you know? Well, remember Piggy Riddell? Remember Piggy Riddell down at Wynn Stadium? He, he scored the try and jumped over and sat sat in the grandstand himself and clapped himself. That was brilliant. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> that stuff is so good. Like, in the NFL, you get penalised now. If you take more than, I think, it's 10 seconds, they penalise you at the kickoff. And they go, you have to kick off from 10 metres back. And a lot of these teams cop it now because they're like, it's a big morale boost for the team. Like, yeah, just, like, give it to this other team. And we'll take that cop at the uh, at the next at the next kickoff. But Ricky Stewart getting up those Panthers guys for all of those celebrations uh, like a week or so ago. Do you remember that? Like he got yeah out of line in my opinion. I don't think they did anything wrong. They just and, th- and those two guys. And I love Ricky, and he's a mate of mine. But I thought that uh, Jerome Luai and Brian Toto, oh, the two guys he's talking about, and the, with the music and the dancing and all that kind of thing. You just scratch the surface and look at the stories of both those guys. They're both living at home both paying off mortgages in Western Sydney. They're pretty down-to-earth blokes, to be honest. And you, you know what? You know what, Tim, though? If, if you don't want them to celebrate the tries, don't let them score the tries. Tackle them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like tackle them. Stop them from scoring. And if you're <laughs> upset about it, you go up the other end, mate, and you go and get your guys to score more than 10 points against them. Now, Shad, the life on the Rover Sportsman, they're all travelling around now. We just had Dory Kadani on here um, and saying that the boys are – uh, able to travel now to each state, as we know, due to COVID being lifted. But um, you must have spent some time on, on flights over the years. I actually, because um, last week I was talking from Cairns and I'd been in Adelaide prior to that. It was my first trip out of Queensland. Yep. Since the borders kind of opened. And, and to like, forgive my ignorance, but I forgot in many ways COVID existed for a bit because it's been so smooth sailing here. Like mm. we're licking lampposts and stuff. Like it's all fine. <laughs> You know, and then I stepped foot into Adelaide and it was like, oh, it is on. You know what I mean? Like there was full lines. You know, you had to ask you about COVID tests and stuff. No lamppost. Um, I'll have this because you've obviously been on plenty of flights and I imagine you've seen some weird things happen on a plane. <laughs> but this took the cake for me flying down to Adelaide. I was sitting behind, two seats behind this young family, as mm-hmm. like kids and a couple. And there was like one of the kids, as soon as we took off, he started moaning and complaining like he was in pain, right? And the dad was like, big, big burly, like, big burly on the bloke. And he's just kind of like, you shut up. <laughs> just tell this kid to shut up. He's like, I've spent, I spent $350 on these Jetstar flights to finally go on a hot <laughs> like, I'm not letting you ruin this. <laughs> this kid would not stop, right? And then I see him press the button uh, for, the, for the hostess to come over and have a chat mm-hmm. to them. So I put mute on my headphones because I'm like, I'm listening to whatever's going on up here. And anyway... They go back and forth for a bit. The lady goes, all right, no worries. She goes to the front of the plane, presses the speaker that goes through the whole cabin, and she goes, excuse me, passengers, is there a dentist on board? (laughs) 
And I, I was astonished, like, because I, I know doctor. Like, I understand mm-hmm. you call for a doctor, you know what I mean? But you could call for other professions. Because I was like, you know, <laughs> like my shoulders are sore. If we've got a masseuse here, like, I'm overdue with my taxes. <laughs> on board. We can get all this done in the next three hours. Like, get your molars checked and we land. You know what I mean? Well, I know, Tim, you probably haven't flown on a Jetstar flight for a long time. But, I mean, the seat only goes back about one inch. What's a dentist going to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I don't know, the funny bit would have been three boxes stood up. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> hey, you know what, though? I oh, shit, you know what? Two seats back from me, a hand goes up. I'm a dentist. Oh, but you couldn't see his face. He had to. He had to wear a balaclava. We can't show his face. <laughs> oh, what a what a beautiful way to finish. I have been on a Jetstar flight recently, and I tell you what, I do get a little bit nervous because when you're travelling with your your whole family, there's five of us. Uh, precarious nature of whether they're going to leave or land on time. That's that's the great issue. Did you get to Adelaide on time? Mate, you know what? The Adelaide one was all right, but I had to sit for three hours on the tarmac at Cairns because I listened to Paul and said, one of our lights isn't working. Oh, the lights are on, but no one's home. Shad, we will talk to you (laughs) next week. Thanks, bud. Cheers, guys. (laughs) Coming up on Afternoon Sport, the owner of the Hawks, Dory Kadahi. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. All right, what a huge game of basketball it is in Wollongong tomorrow. It's been quite a, quite a week for Wollongong when you think about sport and Paul Gallen putting uh, his work on Big Daddy Brown, but uh, it's the Kings and the Hawks, and it's great to have the owner of the Hawks with us right now, Dory Kadahi. How are you? Good, Timmy. How are you going? Very well. Hey, Dory, yeah, as you, um, Timmy said, big match tomorrow night against the Kings. They've got a little bit of momentum. Um, how do you think you're going to fare? Um, look, you know, yeah, look, definitely, you know, they're going through a, a good trot at the moment, but, you know, we're, we're, we're always confident every time we get on the court. You know, we've got a good good group of guys. Uh, you know, we're sitting fifth at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, and I think they've jumped up to third. But, you know, between third and, and, and five, it's still a very close race. We've got a lot of games left, and we've got probably another seven home games left after mm-hmm. this after tomorrow night's game. So, look, you know, we are feeling confident. You know, you know we're... Uh, we're starting to mesh and gel together, so um, it should be a blockbuster tomorrow night down at down at Wollongong. It's nice and congested, as you mentioned, isn't it? At the top. What's your report card so far, Dory? Uh, look, you know, for us, uh, you know, we're very happy. With, you know, where we're treating. You know, we've got our two marquees, Bairstow and Adele. You know, we've had a lot of injuries with, with those two guys throughout the season. And to be fair, where we are right now, sitting fifth, and you know, we're still very confident we'll make the top four. Um, and we need to get you know Bairstow back on court. Um, you know, as soon as possible, you know, and that will sort of give us a bit more depth. But overall, you know, with where we started off and where we are and where we're going, I, I think, you know, we're positioned pretty well. You know, we're very happy with what we've achieved in, in a short amount of time. It's been really good uh, the way that I think we've handled COVID. And uh, so it must be good at the moment not having to live out of a suitcase. Mate, look, definitely. <laughs> it's, it was more for our team. Geez, the guys have been yeah. on the road at the start since Boxing Day. And they've only um, literally just settled back home not long ago. So for the guys to sort of now, 
you know, have the comfort of, of being at home and, and not having mm. the hub in Melbourne for a month, which, you know, which they're living in a service apartment. So we're very fortunate now that all the borders are opened up and we've got a bit more clarity around you know, the remainder of the season. So um, it's going to give the guys a much more better mindset and, you know, and, and, and physically be able to, you know, recover in, in, you know, in our own backyard as well. So no, we're grateful for that as well. Can you feel a real strength of optimism or do you think there's still a little bit of uh, cautiousness in and around the idea that this thing could come back and bite? Look, you know, we're very confident, you know, I think the Australian government and, and the States have done a great job in, you know, in keeping, you know, COVID down to a minimum. If, if I would say it's, it's pretty much, uh, I would say wiped out to a degree. Um, look, you know, we're very optimistic, you know, with where we are as a league. Uh, so, Look, you know, you just never know, you know, as we've experienced in the past. But I think, you know, where things are going right now and, and all restrictions have been taken off, uh, I think the governments are probably a bit more confident now that things are, are looking north now than what they were probably three, four months ago. Talk about looking north. Who, who, who have you been? Who have been your standout players so far this season? Do you think? Uh, look, you know, I think Sam Froling has, has definitely um, had a, had a vast improvement from last season. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets uh, most improved player mm. of the league this year. Uh, and he's definitely he's definitely stood up. You know, Tyler Harvey's been a you know a world class act. You know, the guys have been firing threes you know pretty much all over the court you know he, you know we knew we knew what he could do but seeing him do it live and, and doing it you know week in week out has been a, a, a very positive thing for us you know Justin Simons brought a lot of a lot of uh you know high energy and in, in that, that defensive stop that we needed in, in a number of games and you know and Justine and Jessup you know has, has shown what he is and you know why the Golden State Warriors have, have selected him in the uh in the draft as well so you know Everyone's sort of, you know, done what what we thought they would do. So, but look, yeah, I think as a team, as a whole, you know, I think the whole team's doing pretty, pretty, pretty good. Fantastic. Now, you had a quick makeover of the stadium for the Paul Gallant fight the other night. Did Did you watch the fight, mate? I was meant to head down there, and, uh, and uh, you know, unfortunately, I missed it. But um, I missed probably two minutes of it. So, uh, <laughs> he, did, yeah. he did a great he did a great job. Uh, uh, that night as well, but no, look, you know, definitely now, now that now the stadium's being re- refurbished and and floors being laid down for tomorrow night's game as well, so it's Beautiful. a quick quick turnover. Yeah, and fantastic to see the name Hill continue in basketball. Shyla Hill, of course, signing over in the United States, and uh, I've been talking to her. People hopefully will come on afternoon sport next week. So look, the game of basketball is really prospering. We're not far away from the Olympics, and uh, Shane and I look forward to coming down to the Gong, my friend, and uh, and sharing a night with you and the team. Mate, we'll get you guys down courtside. So you let me know when you guys are ready and we'll get you down as our guest. Good on you, Dory. Thanks, mate. Thanks for your time, buddy. Thanks, Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Tim. See you guys. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you goes out to our guests, Shad Wicker and to Dory Kadahi. And congratulations to Hus Habib, who's walked away with the Spartan Bulldog sign ball. And, of course, they're great sponsors of the show, Shane. They are great sponsors, mate. www.spartansportshq.com. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. Thank you. We'll be back next week with your daily dose of sports news. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.